Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me, as always, is the ever-experimental Karen Randazzo. I've eaten snow cones tougher than you. And the always-objective Chris Randazzo. What are we going to do without a silicon air battery? (laughs) We're here on this week's episode talk television. I got to pick the show last week, and I felt like going with the Christmassy theme, and I chose Eureka. Now, it's either season four, episode 21, or season five, episode one, depending on where you get your information. It is the Christmas special in between the two seasons. Have you guys seen this show before? We have not. No. Okay. So going into this episode blind may not have been beneficial for you. (laughs) <laughs> Let's see, how should I put this? <clears throat> no, sir, I didn't like it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so this is going to be a first. All right. What about it didn't you like? Well, um, I guess the, the, the smallest gripe I had was like, the little kid actor was terrible. Oh, yeah, the baby. The baby baby. Actually, all three of those people. You know... Yeah, they were awful. <laughs> Just off putrid. <laughs> this is the problem. I've seen this. Sh- I've seen a lot of this show. And I, as I was watching this episode, I actually went, wow, this is way worse acting than I remember. Then I went back and watched an episode of or two of something within, like, the middle of the season... And it was way better. I don't know. I think it was... I felt like everything was forced in this it episode. It was very... Uh, let's see. One of the... the A common Christmas dinner is ham. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was far hammier than any Christmas wow. ham I've ever had. This was like Brack talking about the ten hams. This, this, was, this was hammier. It was just... There was ham smeared across the screen. Um, look, it's it wasn't like it. No, no, it was bad. It was it was exactly like that. It was as I'm watching it. I, I th- there came a point where I had to I had to like go into the kitchen for something, and Karen went to go pause it, and I said, "You know what? Don't bother. Just let me know if I miss anything." <laughs> and then he came back, and I was like, "Uh, they turned into anime." <laughs> and that was actually kind of interesting. So the moment I walked away, look, I mean, I got where this was going from the get-go. And, and I can't put my finger on where I've seen this before, but I know I've seen this trick before. I know, like, um, I was this before or after Community did it? I don't know. I've never seen that episode of Community, I guess. Community did a Christmassy claymation episode. And I know this was more than claymation, but... I, the first one, the first like thing that happened, like for, for you know, we're seeing all the characters, and I'm like, I, I think Karen said to me at one point, "Is this show like aimed at a really young audience?" And because it kind of it kind of read like that, it just 
kind of felt yeah, that way. Yeah, it felt like they were really trying to simplify it for somebody. I, and I feel I like don't know if it was for kids or stupid people. <laughs> I feel it was just simplified for stupid children. So, I, <laughs> because it stars a stupid child. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I I can't defend it. I I want to. <laughs> I can't defend this particular episode. I cannot. I was interested in the fact in 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 the way. I don't know. Just the different styles of animation, seeing them transfer from, from type to type. The the ridiculous jokes that came at the expense of each and every animation style. Like, I don't remember it being this bad. Like, I mean, okay, so the, the dude and the robot grab onto the girl and her skirt opens up and they float down. He's like, you're not looking at my dress, are you? No. I think Karen and I both rolled our eyes so hard that we passed out for a good five minutes. Like, there were so many of those jokes in this. Actually, I believe my reaction to that was ew. Yeah, that actually was her reaction. The horn dog looks on their faces. It was pretty gross. Like, they weren't just like, you know, we're looking up your skirt, wink, wink. It was like, "Eh, we're gonna get up your skirt. (laughs) Like a Dennis Leary uh, stand-up joke character or something. (laughs) And Jim Parsons is the car get bent oh yeah oh yeah that was like yeah you're losing points with me losing points real fast you made up some points with chris parnell though yeah true i totally I've, forgot that chris parnell was was part of this show like he's a pop in every once in a while if i'm not mistaken i don't think he's a consistent character but i can't remember like they i were, can also say that the the animation itself was not all that like the first thing that they went to was that awful cg like it was so they were going for hyper hyper realistic with the cg and at that point what's the point yeah no i get it and when they first when they were still running because of the big dumb special effect behind them i was like are did they what oh (laughs) they're shitty cg oh this is awful and then, and then it went to what is it? After the the crappy CG, it went to like Frost the Snowman esque animation. But uh, it just no, Dudley Do Right, Dudley Do Right style animation. Yes, it was, lo- it was very ugly. Yeah, I no, mean, no, I guess it's kind of only, intentional, but see, like even the anime, like I, I, okay, the claymation looked exactly like it was supposed to. Yeah, that Rankin and Bass style. It's never very good. Um, but even the anim- anime style, there was something off about it. I- like I don't know. If yeah, it was, it was cheap. That that, mu- that must have been it. It <clears throat> was. It was. It was imitation. It wasn't authentic. <laughs> there was a snowballs joke in there that got me. That made me. That made me chuckle out loud when one of them ran underneath the legs of the snowman and yelled out snowballs. That just made me laugh. I- <laughs> I miss I, that. I honest to God feel like I felt bad for choosing this, making you watch it <laughs> as I was rewatching it. I guess I haven't seen this in when did this episode air? I've heard good things about this show. That's the thing. Like I've definitely heard from people other than you that this show was worth my time. And 
I, I just all the again the not to reference the snowballs, but a lot of the jokes were just really low hanging fruit. Yeah, and there it was. It, <laughs> even the part where it was trying to be like really irreverent with the ninja snowman and like with this stupid app book thing and oh I get it the kids creating the world no the sun's going up and down I think I saw this on Spongebob once like I don't there was nothing interesting exciting or unique about this it was and I didn't really get the show in general like i kind of got an idea for the characters but yeah like is it in the future is it on another planet like what the hell is the deal with this Th- place this this episode itself is completely out of continuity like it's it was just like a christmas special um the right the, but the theory- they have a photo super photo generator and photon. and a super photon generator and it's, uh, it's a town full they of they had all this like Okay. That's that's it. There was just a lot of techno babble, and I didn't really understand everybody what they were doing with that. But the sheriff and uh, Joe, the 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 girl security guard, I think, are scientists. Even the guy that runs the the cafe, like they're Uh super geniuses, and they all got together and live in you know, created and and made a town. Yeah. And they solve like all the world's problems type of thing. But the show itself, like Matt, like Matt, the Matt Much commented to me earlier on on our uh, Slack chat saying, oh, I'm so excited that you're doing an, an Eureka episode. I, I love that show. And I, I, I agreed with him. And then I watched the episode again. And I was like, like, again, like for the first time since, I don't know, 2011 is when it's saying it aired. And I was like, I don't remember. I remember the show being much better than this and i felt that this was just like slapped together almost to get a christmas episode out Mm -hmm. because it it was uninspired that's the word i'm looking for it was a very uninspired episode but i remember thinking while i was watching it if i if i was a fan of this show already i would probably think this is pretty great you know like if i had known all these characters if I knew all these characters and I was watching it, I would probably be way more forgiving and I probably would have I probably would have thought some of the things like the dude having the the pull string to talk and whatnot were amusing. I probably mm-hmm. would have been more amused by it on an intrinsic level if I had any connection to any of these characters beforehand. But since I didn't, I was going in completely blind. Like there were no likable characters really there, there wasn't any anybody in there that made me root for or against them well that's not true i was really rooting against the kids like that whole family <laughs> that was reading the books <laughs> whose kids are they and why were they like what is it it's, I, it's, I, a, it's a mixed family right it's the sheriff's daughter and mm-hmm. the main scientist's son and daughter uh-huh okay that's it. And well, they're the kids are from separate marriages, yes. right? And okay, because like, I'm looking at the uh, at the son and the and the baby going, uh, those children were not made by these two people. <laughs> no, definitely not. No. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Like, I want to find something redeeming about it, but I it wasn't even a good Christmas story. No, it wasn't a very good plot. It wasn't a very interesting story. 
fighting the dumb ninja things, and then the ninjas say it right. The ninjas, whatever, and then the no, way I refuse to out, say that. <laughs> like even that, that's not a creative name. No, it's not. Like snowman ninjas, they couldn't have come up with a ninja man or something. Like even that's more amusing than ninjas. Ninja man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, because, like, Colin Ferguson is funny. He's, a, he's a, like, he, he, he's... The parts are there, but something fell apart. Yeah, it was, it, just, it was just hollow. And I think we've spent all the time we need to spend talking about it. <laughs> It almost seems like because it's between seasons that like that had an effect, an impact on the quality of the episode between that and the animation gimmick. It just like this wasn't a regular episode of the show. It clearly wasn't part of a season block. It wasn't part of a story arc. It wasn't part of anything. And so like when you when that's your starting point, it's not going to be very good no matter what you do. Yeah. yeah, like it was built around the idea of, hey, you know what we should do is we should do a bunch of different animation styles in an episode. And they wrote the episode around a gimmick instead of writing an episode and then incorporating a gimmick, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that and that's, th- that's, that's a backwards way to do things. That's why you wind up with stuff like that. That is exactly how you don't do anything. You don't come up with like, well, here's the joke. This It's like Saturday Night Live writing. We have a joke. Now, how do we tell it for 15 minutes? And that's they did that with a TV show and mm-hmm. it works occasionally for Saturday Night Live I'm very hard on that show yeah. but uh, it it's it's never a good plan it's never a good basis for writing an episode of a TV show yeah I mean it, not the entirety of the cast is not there and this is like there are major like it's absolutely correct in saying that this was half-assed because the Major characters are missing. So to say that it, it's at the end of season four or the beginning of season five, it's not. It, it's it's nowhere in that timeline. It's or, in it's like, in the upside down or yeah, something. Even like the character development, if you will, like it's there's it just completely stepped out of the norm for this show. So all right. Uh, Let's. Let, I think we're done. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll spend some more time on the news. How does that sound? That sounds terrific. All right. I Th- guess Chris and I were must have been bad this year for you to give us this as a Christmas gift. I'm sorry. That's, I'm gonna make you watch the Dragon Ball Christmas special. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I deserve it. All right, stay tuned. During this time of the year, watching Christmas movies is a very popular pastime. But did you know that the daddy of them all had a remarkable backstory? Yeah, It's a Wonderful Life has quite a history, including a very rough debut, being tossed into the public domain, and almost becoming lost forever. Read all about it in It's a Wonderful Life, Life Was Better in Bedford Falls, by Chip Garrison, located in the Think Tank. Trish Reyes has returned for another installment of Before Their Time, and this month she wants us all to know about American Gothic. This 90s TV series featured Gary Cole, Sarah Paulson, the woman who played April O'Neil in two of the three live-action Ninja Turtle movies, and a Sam Raimi executive producer credit. Seriously, what more do you need to know than that? 
Actually, a lot more, and you can read all about it in Before Their Time, American Gothic. Chris's YouTube series, Into the Vault, has a shiny new episode for you just in time for Christmas, and it's all about one of the dumbest Christmas gifts he's ever gotten. Fortunately, it was from himself, so he can complain about it all he wants. What happens when you take one of the most popular game consoles of all time and strip it of many of its core functionalities? You get the poorly named Wii Mini. And if you're thinking the Wii was pretty mini to begin with, you'll probably get why this thing was so dumb pretty quickly. Be sure to check out Into the Vault Wii Mini on the Geekade YouTube channel. Our resident smart home expert Gabby Robbins has been singing the praises of Amazon's Alexa for months now. But now that a Google Home has entered her life, how do the two voice-activated behemoths stack up to one another? Check out the most convenient smackdown ever in Google versus Alexa, located in the think tank. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for paying attention to the commercials. Let's talk some news. Well, I think we might be stretching the word news here a little bit this week, <laughs> but that's fine because we just had some fun with sharing links with each other. Um, I don't. Is this this for? <laughs> okay. Apparently, there is a show or a web series or something out there where a guy cooks food, like fictitious food, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he does this video of him cooking Eggs Woodhouse from um, Archer. Archer. Now, there is none of that dish that looks appealing to me. Okay, <laughs> Same here. None of it. There's like creamed spinach and Eggs Benedict. I, like none of it looks good. The best part about this is him trying to eat it because it is probably <laughs> it is apparently the most rich thing, richest thing ever that he couldn't <laughs> chew it and swallow it the first time through <laughs> it's got according to the article it's got and these are all things that he mentions in the show cashmere saffron iberico ham creamed spinach shaved black truffles and caviar <laughs> and eggs <laughs> it sounds horrible it does not sound those are actually really good high-end ingredients exactly but just to put them all together <laughs> is like too much and a very archer thing to do <laughs> i want i want to eat all this because it's expensive yeah just and no other reason just because i i don't know i it didn't look appealing to me what interested me was the actual premise of the show I'll I, I will see if I could find that and hunt that down because that's just interesting to see fake food actually being made. Uh, I just love the fact that somebody on this planet decided to make eggs Woodhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, interesting. All right. Um, now Alana Masterson is that how you say her name? Yes. Okay. Uh, apparently was getting some. Uh, some of the old Twitter trollings going on. She uh, they're, they're apparently she, she she had a baby. I'm assuming, and people were commenting yeah, um, about the fact that she looked a little heavier. I quit watching in the middle of you know what whatever her pregnancy that was on screen. But holy crap, I had no idea. Way to go, Walking Dead for shooting that. Yeah, I, I, I mean. It's amazing what how people have enough time on their hands to do this. 
But uh, apparently there was some body shaming trolls on the internet, and they were they were poking at Alana, and she retorted beautifully. Like she she posted a picture of her her daughter. I'm assuming looks like a little girl to me, um, and I don't want to I don't want to say tirade because it's it's not that that puts a negative connotation on it. She she defends her situation beautifully. And it is, it's like the stuff of legend for, 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 I don't know, troll stomping. Like, you posted this article, Karen. And yeah, you, and it absolutely made me want to stand up and cheer when I read this story. Like, it, it's... What? Who's that? Uh, I'm just trying to... Oh, oh, here it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was just... Sorry, I couldn't find the article because it didn't do the link thing <laughs> where it has the, the big picture. picture. <laughs> No, but apparently she's working 17-hour days, uh, being with her daughter, uh, uh, pumping, like, all of that stuff whilst still doing her own stunts for the show. It's, I don't know, I don't think I could do that. I mean, outside for the physical thing about not being able to generate milk from my body, but that's fine. I'm Besides that part. like I mean, I can comment to- on that and... <laughs> Like pumping in a van between takes, holy shit, girl! You go, you get it. <laughs> I mean, I have a comfortable locked room with a recliner and everything, and I can go in there whenever I want. Like this woman is pumping, basically outside in the summer Georgia heat. Yeah. So fuck yeah, girl. <laughs> well, I, I, it still upsets me at the fact that there are people out there that take the time out of their day. To, to comment and, 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 and do negative things like that. It's just not cool. Just not cool. Um, what a look. cesspool. Yeah, it's true. The, <laughs> and it's a shame. Good God. It, it really is a shame because the internet could be an amazing place. It really could. Um, let's talk a little bit more Walking Dead news because I just found out who the next person who's going to die is. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> I'm gonna go with, and here's just my my guess. Uh, uh, Sasha, is it Sasha? I think so. Oh, I don't know her character name. Oh, that the character is named Sasha. Yes, yes. The, it's pronounced Saniqua Martin Green. That's who I'm going with. That's my guess <laughs> because she is apparently casted as the lead of the new Star Trek Discovery show. Neat. So that's. I mean, we commented about this before because did they mention that it was going to be an African American woman that they were planning on yeah. making a lead, but we just didn't know who. Right. Okay. I how is the I series? Don't, is she a good actress? Yeah, she's yeah. great. She's, she's great on the Walking Dead. Perfectly fine on Walking Dead. Okay. I think she can hold her own. I think she'll she'll make for an interesting captain. And that's good. It's, it's she, see, I've never seen her in anything but Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and a Starfleet captain is a very different character from the type of person she is on Walking Dead. So I'm really interested to see. I feel like from seeing her on the show, I, I'm I'm convinced that she can exude that level of authority and hold that level of gravity. Oh. But I've never actually seen her do it. So I'm really interested to see where that goes. She is not the captain. Oh, she's not the captain. No. Uh, this is the uh, the first Star Trek that is not coming from the point of view of the captain. She is the oh. lead, but she is a lieutenant commander. 
Oh, well, even still, that's a that's, that's a, oh, no. certainly a it's a big point deal. of yeah. So. That's certainly a a point of authority. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's such a different show than Walking Dead. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Star Trek in general. I really should read these uh, articles before we talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um. And I was looking for it in here. She's actually. Not necessarily going to die. It says she will continue as a series uh, regular on AMC's on. zombie that's, drama. That's just so that they don't spoil it. I'm telling you, she's a goner. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the series will have the first TV, the TV franchise's first openly gay character, a lieutenant played by Anthony Rapp of um, original cast of Rent fame on huh. Broadway. Hooray, Anthony Rapp. Which, which, oh, the original Broadway cast? Not the movie? Yeah. Not the television movie thing? Was that a movie? That was a movie, yeah. It was a movie. It was a theatrical movie. A theatrical movie. Oh, okay. Because then I won't know who that is. I can't is. remember if he played Mark or Roger, but did, please don't email me angrily because I'm sorry <laughs> that I don't remember things. Please you forgive me, Internet. You must remember everything. I'm sorry, Broadway nerds. <laughs> I failed you. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Chris, you, you, I like the way you... It was a, yeah. You posted both of these, and I do like the way that you posted the second one because it just has words. I don't have to watch the video, but within that second <laughs> but one, but you should watch the you video. Watch the video. Well, no, the first video was just a girl speaking the words that yes, were pretty yes. much. The second video in the second article was so worth watching. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know they were. Oh yeah. Doing Ducktales again. Yeah. So. All right, so a couple of things. Um, DuckTales. We're going to get a new DuckTales, which is great. A woo-hoo. A woo-hoo. Yes, they announced it a good long while ago, um, and there was obviously lots of nervousness, but then they showed off the first concept art, and I I personally was very excited about it because I think the concept art looks great. It's very true to the originals, but also it has a bit of a modern twist to it, mm-hmm. so... That made me very happy, but of course, um, the uh, the voices were really going to be a, a, a big deal because I know that obviously a lot of the original voice actors are still alive. But uh, the actor who played Scrooge McDuck, I believe, he just died this year. Uh, one of the onslaught of 2016 celebrity deaths. Jesus, um, it's never ending. Yeah, but it was it was cool because they just did that they did a remaster of the DuckTales video game not that long ago it was like last year the year before and um they got the all the original voice cast to come back and the original Scrooge McDuck did that in there too so it was really nice we we did get to hear him as Scrooge McDuck one last time before he passed um but then but then this (laughs) announcement happened and so and Karen Peter Pants in excitement. So and, and was everybody, the full casting I, announced now, or was it just the the Karen favorite part? There were there were no all of this was news. Wow, every single That's one of these lot pieces of fucking news. was. Yeah, and and if you watch the video, so it's it's the new Ducktales cast singing the theme song. Um, and which that's is a all, great way to announce the cast. Like, it really is because the way that they and and the way that they did it too is like. They start off with you know the actors playing Huey, Dewey, and Louie, uh, and I think then they eventually get to uh, the the actress playing Webigail, and they're all great names. They're just uh, you want me to run through them? Please do. Danny Pudi from Community. I don't mm-hmm. know which one is playing 
because these this is Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I don't know which one is playing which. Yeah. Ben Schwartz from Parts, Park and Rec, and mm-hmm. Bobby Moynihan from Saturday Night Live. That's Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Um, yes. Which is really cool because in the original series, they all had the same voice. And it was a woman. And in this one, <laughs> yes. And in this one, they seem to be giving them all more unique personalities, uh, which is really cool, I think. Um, I would love to see the actual, like, Jean Ralphio as a duck. Like, that'd be perfect. <laughs> and they're not going to do that, but please do that, like, as a fan video online. Please, someone, universe, provide this for me. Um, Webby Vanderquack? Which one is that? Is that the little girl? Webigail. That's Webigail. Yeah, yeah, okay, I didn't know her girl. name. Her last name was Web- Vanderquack. Uh, that's Kate. Ooh. Musi? Miucci. Miucci? Miucci. Um, yes. Miucci. They say here She's from Raising of, uh, Hope. She's half of Garfunkel and Oates. That's where I know her from, from Garfunkel and Oates. And she was Oates. the gooch in Scrubs. That's correct. Um, Beck Benedict plays Launchpad. And... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tokes... <laughs> I have no idea who this woman is. No idea either, but she is playing Miss uh, Beakley, the housekeeper. I forgot yes. that there was a housekeeper. But the big name, the one oh my God. that we were all waiting for, Scrooge. The Mc- one that I couldn't even, would have never even never occurred to me. And yet when never- you heard it, it was so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kara, tell us. <laughs> is playing Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Sweet. That is so perfect. And, I, I, I can't. This I can't is my favorite story of the week. I'm grinning so freaking hard right now. So, so this David is Tennant worth almost is, waking up the is, baby over. Is Scottish, correct? He is. He is. So he, Scrooge McDuck, is Scottish. He's I not, see the kid. He doesn't have to put on an accent. He no. just has to be himself. <laughs> and I really wanted, like. I wanted to hear his voice like they they the video does the theme song so he's putting some emphasis behind it. I just want to hear how he's going to if he's going to modulate his tone in any way or how he's actually cuz David Tennant's voice is very David Tennant like you know his voice when you hear it. Mm-hmm. I I'm curious as to if There's he's an put episode any of um There's an episode of Doctor Who you can hear his Scottish accent in um I forget what it's called. It's in season two, and it's a werewolf one with Queen Victoria. It's set in Scotland, so he, you know, as part of his like time traveler disguise, is he just pretends that he's Scottish. It, it, Interesting. It's so fantastic. Yeah. So, Rick, I can't remember what the name of that episode is, but um, check I'll that out if you want to see it, his yeah. Scottish accent. Um, I am curious as now, Gizmo Duck was mm. originally Launchpad, right? No. No? Fenton McGuire. Fenton. Fenton, that's right. That's right. I want to I want to see Gizmo Duck. He was like one of my all-time favorite Saturday morning cartoon characters. Yeah, ever. I can't wait to see them bring Gizmo Duck. I can't wait to see I can't wait to see the villains, you know, like mm-hmm. who's playing Glomgold? Who's playing uh Magic of Dispel? You know, I'm I'm the be- the Beagle Boys. The Beagle Boys. Yeah. I I want to know where all that stuff goes. And then if this is like hugely successful, will they spin it off into Darkwing Duck? <gasps> oh my god. I just got a chill. That's not cool, dude. <laughs> that Doctor Who episode is called Tooth and Claw. Okay. I like I, I this is this is a a a very pleasant news story. I like this one. This is good. 
I'm pleased with all of the decisions that have been made so far. They may progress. I mean, this is this is part of a. Uh, obviously, there have been reboots of TV shows from our youth that have gone horribly awry, but mm-hmm. every now and then they really get one right. And this looks like it's being handled with a lot of love and care. Uh, and and coming off of, I mean, I just recently watched a few more episodes of that new version of Danger Mouse, which is mm-hmm. freaking phenomenal. Um, it it just it just makes me so happy to see this kind of stuff. I mean, Voltron that came out this last year was so yeah. good. I, I keep them coming. These are uh, th- this is what's really fun about these new takes. Is like yeah, to a certain degree, you can complain that they're not all that original, but it's also these really great characters that there's more stories to tell and because you know we have come so far as storytellers in the tv space since these shows aired i I find it really really interesting when uh there's a good take to be taken on these you know where there's a new direction that can be gone that's worth telling i mean Christ, how many seasons into the new Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles are we? And that show is really, really good. It's solid. It's so consistent. It's so worth the worth everyone's while. And I sincerely hope that this show uh, lives up to its promise. I mean, I can't imagine it won't with the voice cast that they've got to s- signed on to this because I can't imagine these people would have signed on if the show was written like garbage. Um, yeah, probably not. But there's... It, what's also interesting about the the artwork for this show is that it does seem that Donald Duck is going to be a, a decent part of this, too. I mean, he was in the pilot episode of the original DuckTales and showed up from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't he drop the kids off? It, yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> he's the dad, you know. He's Uncle Scrooge, and Donald is the dad. Uh, but he's Deadbeat featured... <laughs> Sorry. He's featured pretty prominently in the concept art, and not only that, but he's in his sailor outfit. Like, this is old school Donald Duck. So I'm very interested to see more of where this show goes, you know. Because the butler wasn't noticed. I'm drawing a complete blank on his name right now. Um, butler? Oh, wow. I know what you mean, but I don't know what He was always with Mrs. Beakley. He was the, 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 the snooty butler character. I cannot remember his name. All right, so um, it says, Other familiar faces will be popping up at the new show, including Donald Duck, Flintheart, Glomgold, Di- uh, Gyro. Gyro, Gyro Gearloose, He's Duckworth. The guy who, uh, Duckworth. 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 That's it, yes. Duckworth. Gizmo Duck, Magicka Dispel, Gladstone Gander, and Ma Beagle. <laughs> So. That's fantastic. Well, yeah, there's Duckworth. That's that's what I'm talking about. And Gyro. Gyro is the one who invented the Gizmo Duck armor. That's yeah. But it <sighs> says Gizmo Duck does not say Fenton. Mm, interesting. Mm. Ah, it's got to be Fenton. <laughs> Fenton's too interesting a character. He's Scrooge's friggin' accountant for crying out loud. Oh, Blathering Blatherskite. Yes. All right. Well, we're happy about that. Uh, I know I'm pretty sure I'm happy about this, and I figured you would be as well, Chris. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer Team is making a sci-fi love boat show, <laughs> I and that's really even, all you need. Exa- I didn't even read the article. I that just was said, I'm, That's all I need to know. <laughs> it's a picture of Michael Ian Black. Sci-fi love boat show <laughs> sold. <laughs> the show is described as the love boat, but set in space. Moon cruise. <laughs> oh, 
yes, please. I, Pile I, on I, more of that. Like it, basically, it, if you take the wet hot summer, or you would you take that wet hot American summer team slash you know the state crew slash whatever you want to refer to them as, and like add anything but in space, I'm there. Yeah, sold. Like, that's all the ingredients you need. Those people, a funny concept plus space. It doesn't even mm-hmm. really have to be a funny concept because it's if it's a concept, they're gonna make it funny. Like, <laughs> like moon crews, love boats set in space. That's a funny concept, but you could say. I don't know, softball. That's enough of a concept, <laughs> and they will make it entertaining. There, there. In this article, there's a video. I don't know if you watched it, but it's just three of them saying Friday night, over and over and over again, and you know, flailing their arms and dancing. I, there's nothing to this video, and I was laughing. <laughs> like these guys are good. So yes, they are. Good, good stuff. It, it is. Uh, does it say? Oh, it's TBS. All right, we'll see. Huzzah. I haven't watched a search party. I am curious about that. Neither have I. It's a Scottish Walters. Yeah. All right. Um, I I don't know how I feel about this next one. Um, There's a trailer for a new Netflix show (laughs) called Ultimate Beastmaster. Um. <laughs> See now, let me explain to you how this went. How this went for me, I saw the name Sylvester Stallone Ultimate Beastmaster Netflix. I'm thinking, there's a Sylvester Stallone produced new Beastmaster. Like that was an old sci-fi show, yes. was it not? Yes. And then I watched this trailer, and I was very surprised. Because <laughs> <laughs> I too, I didn't even. I just read Ultimate Beastmaster Meet the Beast. I didn't even read the fact that it said Sylvester Stallone and cuz that was below the picture. <laughs> and then I watched this and I, oh I saw oh like I was like Beastmaster, really? On Netflix? Really? <laughs> and then I too was pl- I I don't know if I wanted I was let's just say surprised. I'm not going to yes, say I was pleasantly. definitely su- surprised. <laughs> I'm not going to say uh, pleasantly. Karen, did you watch this Karen? You guys, I've never seen a second of Beastmaster in my life. But did you watch <laughs> no, this trailer? No, no, I didn't watch okay. this trailer. It's Has a Ninja Warrior show <laughs> on <What>? Netflix. <laughs> and there's like a giant metal T-Rex in it or something. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I was not Stallone. in so. <laughs> any way prepared for this to be what it is. I, I, I'm, How I'm, can you prepare for that? There's no way. <laughs> Ultimate Beastmaster, Sylvester Stallone. I'm expecting some sort of science fiction action. Netflix original series. Here we go. Metallic T-Rex. Okay. It lives to destroy. Obstacle course. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> and now I'm watching you know, people running in an obstacle course. There's a giant T-Rex head. Now Sylvester Stallone is talking to me. This has contest. It's not like American Ninja Warrior. This actually pulls contestants from all over the world, like different countries represent, and then they compete in an obstacle course. And it's a Netflix series. I am so sold on this. <laughs> I'm sorry. You mean people who aren't professional parkour instructors can do obstacle courses? <laughs> <laughs> no. Ugh. Do you think they can hire Akbar Baha Jamila? I hope so. That I makes it like that, that solidifies it. it. I want him talking to Sylvester Stallone. And oh my god, I want nothing but that. <laughs> there don't even have to be an obstacle po- course at that point. Just the two of them talking challenges. about like sandwiches. 
putting on a <laughs> clinic over and over again. <laughs> 108 challengers from six different countries will compete in the most physically demanding competition the world has ever seen, but only one can be crowned the ultimate beast master. <laughs> this is outstanding. <laughs> My day just gets so much better, you guys. <laughs> um, all right. Chris, you, you posted this one. I, I totally forgot that I gave a shit about this guy. Um, I, I was I was fascinated by this article. I've never seen. All right, let me preface this by saying I've never seen an episode of Blues Clues in my entire life. But I remember hearing at some point that the guy that was on Blues Clues left the show and nobody knew why. <laughs> and and I was like, wow, that's that's kind of interesting. There were so what many happened. rumors as to why Steve Burns left Blues Clues, like death, drugs, music career, like mm. oh. Like it, ra- it was all over the place, and apparently, uh, someone from the Huffington Post sat down with Steve and finally got the the, the, the truth out. And apparently, he left because he was going bald. Yeah, left because so he was losing his hair. <laughs> didn't want to age in front of the children, so apparently, the show sent him off to college, which I found hysterical because it was they I- said. They sent him. Oh God, I I, I gotta <laughs> didn't hear something like he went to go like study triangles or something like that. Something ridiculous. <laughs> um, I majored in triangles. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I I'm not kidding. It was something like that. Um, but talk about an, some I, bullshit student debt. <laughs> uh, the the article. Well. It's an interview with Steve. It talks about his uh, what happened and what he's doing now. And apparently, he is doing a a children's album, mm-hmm. and there's a video attached to the article. And it's, it's not a terrible song. I listened to no, it. It's pretty good. But would you say it's a children's song? Nah, not specifically. But the video is weird. <laughs> you know, some of the weird things I've seen my kid watch on YouTube. Oh my god. All right, th- this thing came on. It was just it was YouTube was just suggesting video after video, and it eventually got to a point where there was like you know a bunch of people playing with their own toys, and that was all right, sure, whatever. But then it segued into this like forty five minute long, like really poorly CG animated thing where Spider Man got into a bunch of different Disney cars and drove around. Awesome. Was that was that. I- was that the same thing I showed you, or is a different version of what I showed you? Because the it, one I saw, it was Spider-Man, and he kept getting into different semi-trucks, and he would drive them, like, up a road and up a hill. Like, they were parked in one area, and they, like, got in, and he'd drive the truck up a road, up a hill, and just drive it off a cliff into the ocean. And then the truck would go down into the water, door would open, Spider-Man would swim out, swim back out uh, up to the surface of the water, and go get another truck and do it again! <laughs> and I it think, just kept happening! I don't know if it was part of the same video, or because like, that definitely happened, but then there was also a part where he got into a stack of cars and like drove them through a loop-de-loop, and all the cars kept like... Like, only one of the cars had physics attached to it. The other ones were basically invisible. So when he, like, would go near a wall or fall over, all the other cars would just go through the walls. Like, I don't know what. There's some weird-ass <laughs> shit on YouTube, you guys. And it's got, like, <laughs> two million views or something. It's. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Um, anyway, Steve uh, went to college and joins the hopscotch team. I apologize. Ah, gotcha. That's, <laughs> That's outstanding. Yeah. That so, is outstanding. It, there's a Instagram picture of current Steve in that article, and he's like, looks nothing like he did on the show. That was one of my favorite parts of this article, where he's talking about like, you know, he people don't believe him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, I'm the guy from Blue's Clues. No, you're not. <laughs> Listen to my voice. I sound just like him. No, you don't. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right. Um, okay. Uh, this next one I'm extremely interested in. Um, I we I don't know. Have we spoken about Orphan Black yet? No, right? Not really. Not. I don't on think the show. we've done an episode. I think it was one of our episodes at one point. I know we've talked about it on the show, but probably not that extensively. We ha- we're gonna have to do that. Um, apparently, Orphan Black is going into its final season, um, fifth and final season. And IDW, which is a comic book company, is coming out with, um, I think they do it once a year, they do uh, a deviations run, which in their normal titles, they, like, I, let's say it's the Transformers or G.I. Joe, I, I feel like that's their a couple of their titles. They'll just take, at a point within one of their story arcs, they'll just shoot off in a deviation as if something else happened in the, differently in the story, and then tell that secondary story. Now, this deviation, they're doing one for Orphan Black, but they're doing a full series. And I am extremely interested because the deviation is, what if Beth hadn't committed suicide? And first couple of minutes of the first episode, the first season is Beth committing suicide. Yeah, like it changes the whole story. I am, Especially I am given so what curious. you learn in later seasons about Beth through like flashbacks and her relationships with other characters, like you know, comes out later that she was sleeping with Art, and it's like, what? <laughs> so I hope I I didn't see. It's written by Heil Kennedy, which I don't know that name. That doesn't ring any bells for me. So I just hope. Because Orphan Black is a fantastically written show. Really mm-hmm. smart. Really, really well done. I hope they just don't phone this. Because this could be really good. I mean, I'm definitely going to head it. Well, probably just go online and get the digital version. But I'm going to pick this up because I am extremely interested in that. For um, more on our thoughts on Orphan Black, check out this week's episode, episode 39. Have you met our giant? <laughs> We talked about the season four finale. Oh, that's right. That's right. We did. Um, all right. Sad news yet again. 2016 claims another. Um, this is a little surprising to me because I already thought she had passed. But Zsa Zsa Gabor has passed at 99 years of 99. age. 99. <laughs> See, now I knew that she hadn't passed because uh, we used to me, me and Evan used to work with a gentleman by the name of Eddie. And any time there was a celebrity death, he'd be like, what about Zsa Zsa Gabor? Is she okay? Is she around? <laughs> Every single time there was a celebrity death, he'd be like, where's Zsa Zsa Gabor? She's got to be next. She's got to be. And she never was un- un- until now. I mean, like, look, it's, it's, it's sad, obviously. It's always sad when somebody dies, but it's really hard to complain when somebody lived to 99. Like, Yeah, apparently she that's was on a life, life support for a while, too. 
Yikes. So, yeah. The last five years, it says. So that's ridiculous. That's quite. Anyhow, uh, it's a shame. Sorry to see her go. She's also, the one who. Go ahead. This means that uh, Zsa, Zsa Gabor outlived Alan Thick by 30 years. Wow. Yikes. Wow. <clears throat> well, she was the. I th- like she. I love the way that this article sort of credits her for leading the way for becoming famous for for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, somebody had to do it. Like yeah. she started that uh, that trend, which and now many, we have Kim Kardashian. Yeah, many have followed. Um, l- listen, ninety nine years, as they say, big bucket of win. Good for her. Sorry to see her go. Um, Blunt talk. Have either of you watched this show? No, but I really want to. And I'm so sad it's going away. I I did too. Um, Apparently, It's because it's on stars. That's the problem. That's why nobody watched it. It's on friggin' stars. It might as well be on Yahoo screen. (laughs) Whoa. 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 Let's not go that far. We're not getting a third season of Blunt Talk. Um, I can't speak for the show. I know I was interested in seeing it and just never got around to it. Same here. It's been on my list for a while, but I have no good way of getting to it because I don't subscribe to stars in any way, shape, or form. I think we're I sorry, it. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Um, all right, and this final story we are going to touch on very quickly because I think it is utterly disgusting. Um, apparently, A&E is doing a show uh, entitled Generation KKK. It is hi- allegedly supposed to be highlighting the lifestyles of those in the Ku Klux Klan, but within this article I read that it is it is. supposed supposed to be the point of view from family members that are not happy with that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay? Which is all well and good. This is something that does not need to be on television. At all. Yeah, so nobody watched this show, so they get the fuck rid of it. Okay. Yeah. It's, I, what was the, one of the, the more disgusting things I read in here was that um, uh, the show would have made it to air regardless. Uh, tying it to the uh, you know, popularity of uh, such topics after this wonderful U.S. election we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, between the Klan's rebranding of its intentions, it's just about white pride now. Never mind that inconvenient history of domestic terror and murder uh, and openly leaving literature on doorsteps and communities around the nation. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so... The clan seems to be uh, attempting to rebrand itself and uh, make it make it a little bit more normal. And while the the show seems to be partially from a perspective of just you know showing what this is like, this is also the same network that aired Duck Dynasty for as long as it did, uh, and still shows it, even though I don't think there's new episodes being aired of it. And um, I don't. I- I I'm I'm just disgusted. It's a, it's a goddamn. It truly is a goddamn shame. Yeah, if you want a way, if you are you know not a uh, a fan of the way the current affairs are going in our country lately, and you want something 
that you can actively do about it. You can actively not watch this show. Now, if the if the show really does point out just absolutely how horrible this stuff is, then that's one thing. But it seems to be that there's a, a real danger of this kind of becoming normalized. Mm-hmm. And that's not cool. It's just not okay. So, um... I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously... A&E has every right to make a show like this and isn't A&E the one that would that did the I think I read in this article they're the ones that did that whole um uh Scientology thing that got them in a bunch of trouble, right? Well, they, got Leo Remedy in trouble. I don't yeah. know if they got them in trouble, but yeah. I'm yes. I, the the arms of Scientology. So, I mean like it it was a bit of a anti-Scientology thing. So, I mean this could very well turn out to be something that just kind of shines a spotlight on general awfulness but I mean uh, it's unnecessary one of the guys is quoted as saying uh, uh, he knows what taking part in a series on a major cable network means one of his goals is to normalize the clan as much as possible and become as famous as David Duke quote I want to see him saying my name at the presidential debates he said with a grin on the show and uh, I'm out Uh, gross disgusting yeah what's going to happen to these people is that they're going to make money off of hatred so don't watch your show yeah eh, take it a step further right listen there are thousands of thousands of trolls out fact, there let's use don't watch any at all you know let's, let's, go let's to use that like powers for good for for a hot second um yeah i was tempted to actually just ignore this article Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's a good thing either. It should be voiced that this is not appropriate. It, it shouldn't be a thing. No, it shouldn't be a thing. I, I agree. It's why I, I was reluctant to post it in the first place, but uh, I thought it warranted at least attention because, you know, we don't have a huge audience, but we have an audience. And we would like them to be aware that we don't think there's anything cool about the KKK. <laughs> True. I concur with that. So, on that uplifting note, Chris. Well, you, uh, if whether you're fans of the KKK or not, <laughs> you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can find us individually on the Twitters. I am at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan is at... Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And I've never noticed this until just now, but I listed our names in order of how many underscores we have. (laughs) Ha ha. I have none. I win. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, (laughs) be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. I have the most underscores, so I think I win. I don't know. It's like golf. Lowest scores win. <laughs> Horseshit. <laughs> Horseshit. 
All right. Oh, you know what? I have to say this. Uh, okay. We have a new. I I I did the. Uh, I wrote the commercial segment like really late in the day, mm-hmm. and I'm just realizing now that I did. I left off a very important thing that happened uh, on our website this week. We started a new uh, comic book podcast this week. Uh, we have a new show. It's called uh, Bags and Boards. It stars stars. <laughs> uh, it features Dan Ryan and Nick Grillo, and they talk about uh, comics and comic-related pop culture stuff. Uh, the first episode went up earlier this week. It's really good stuff. Um, I'm really happy with it. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. So I should have put that in the ads. It was one of the, the bigger things that happened on the site this week. And so there, I gave it a shout-out now. You're that welcome. Was- that was very nice of you. I refuse to give it a shout out because I listened to that show for like 27 hours in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Evans, an editor. Um, it is Karen's turn, right? Yeah. It, it is. is. What do you got? Well, we watch a lot of superhero shows on this uh, on this podcast, and uh, they're all on break right now. So I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to. Uh, take a look back in time and visit the show that turned me into a fan of superhero um, TV shows. So I would like for us to watch uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, episode uh, season two, episode 18, Tempest Fugitive. Yay. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry, one more time, season two, episode... 18. 18. I'm so happy right now. (laughs) All right. Um, This is the final recording before the holidays for us, right? This weekend. Yeah. So I'm going to say happy holidays to everybody listening. That includes Hanukkah and Christmas. I don't have a problem with saying happy holidays or Merry Christmas or happy Hanukkah because you got to put that Or happy Kwanzaa. I don't know when that is. Or I think it was last week because our son came home with like a macaroni necklace that was painted in the colors of Kwanzaa. There you go. It was very cute. It was adorable. So. (laughs) All right. So that's all I got, guys. (coughs) Me too. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm made of clay. Jesus Christ. That was hurtful. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) And this concludes our broadcast day.